Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. Hello folks and welcome to another episode of the Sales Chat Show. I am Simon Hazeldean and as normal I am joined uh, by my colleagues Mr Phil Jessen and Mr Graham Jones. But in this episode we have a special guest with us today. Uh, What we want to do at the Sales Chat Show is give you lots of different perspectives about what it takes to succeed in sales. So we are delighted to have John Lowe with us as our guest today. John is a very experienced business person, uh, 30 year career. He's run, bought and sold a number of businesses and is currently operating as a non-exec chairman, a part-time managing director, as well as being an advisor to private equity and venture capital companies. So that's quite a business pedigree. So we thought we would take uh, the benefit of having John with us, ask him some questions, get some experiences from from a sales perspective at the sharp end of what it takes to be to be successful. So John, welcome to the Sales Chat Show. Thank you, and um, delighted to be here. And we have um, been uh, kind enough to let John join us in the traditional Sales Chat Show lunch of the Club Sandwich, which is our cultural icon here at the Sales at the Sales Chat Show. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) and indeed our sound check at the sales chat show consists of us uh, telling each other what we've had for lunch so uh, height of professionalism here at the sales chat show as you can tell so John sorry for us me messing around there you must have in your 30 years have had to recruit a lot of salespeople, and I know a number of listeners to the sales chat show have said to us that this is something they find to be quite challenging when you are recruiting salespeople, what's your approach? What's the process you go through? And what do you look for when you're recruiting salespeople? Mm. It, it, is, it is one of the most difficult areas. And um, I always say to people that recruitment is more an art than a science. Um, so, so albeit you, you need a, a good, solid process that gives you uh, the opportunity to view candidates in uh, different situations and present them with um, uh, questions that, that reveal you know their capability it is as, as much as anything an intuitive process where your gut feel uh, guides you um, in one direction or another I, I think that you know the biggest qualities that I look for are a genuine passion and drive. Um, I really look. I, I really am impressed with people who are driven to achieve a level of success that that is is beyond the norm, uh, and they've got self belief that they can they can be successful. They can reach their goals, um, and that comes out with some individuals, and with others it just doesn't. Um, and you get a feeling particularly with with years of experience you get a feeling and you also have the ability to better read what's going on behind the words do you have a bank of questions that you typically stick to john when you're interviewing or do you just let the candidate 
go off piste and just chase it where it goes? Um, no, I don't. I don't have a um, uh, a standard script for it. I, I, I enjoy asking one question, which is, you know, what what do you do on, on a typical weekend? Because and mix that up with um, questions about the business or or their sales experience. So asking questions like that tends to um, change the dynamic. It's less predictable, and therefore you can see how well an individual can respond to a question that they probably didn't expect, mm. um, and yeah, how adaptable and flexible they are. But what, one of the things that I find is, is very useful is, um, is giving them an exam question before the interview and asking them to come prepared with either a presentation or to explain how they would approach the topic, um, how they would um, how they would navigate their way through the sales process in the scenario that's been outlined, um, and but not making it so detailed that it doesn't leave room for them to be imaginative and to um, uh, introduce their own thoughts. But ju- just on your earlier point about you looking for uh, passion and self-belief, um, I guess at interview um, somebody could put that on they could they could play up passion and commitment how, how would you actually know that that's sustainable and, and real well normally the the, um, the process would not be just an interview it would also be somebody from within the existing sales organization uh, that that you trust and you value their opinion and you'd send them away to have a coffee and a biscuit um, in an atmosphere where they would relax more and uh, and probably will be, will be a normal character as opposed to anything that they think mm. you want to see yeah um, <clears throat> it, interestingly one of the one of the um, approaches that I'm, I'm my current business development directors um, taking at the moment is and it's one that I've used before two or three times very successfully is um, is to use uh, a firm who takes on graduates fresh out of university. They put them through a, a pretty rigorous sales training program for a, um, a couple of months. So they equip them with all the basic skills um, to understand questioning, open questions, closed questions, the usual stuff, how to develop proposals and prospecting and pipelines, so all, all of the component pieces that a, uh, a good account manager or salesperson needs um, and then they provide um, over the course of the following six months so you take the person into your organization and you start them up and over this over the following six months they provide them with um, an accelerated development program uh, it, which can take them in a direction of key account management and various other uh, aspects of, uh, of the sales and marketing profession um, but I've seen that work really well. Mm. So, do you value do you value the the kind of the passion and the genuine drive more than say you would industry experience? Because I have a lot of clients who say I must recruit a salesperson from within the industry, someone who understands the industry. Hear this, hear this quite a lot. Where you seem to be more going down if the raw components are there. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Graft on the rest, as it were. Yeah, is that? <clears throat> yeah, I, I absolutely believe that you've got to have the raw material, which is the passion, the drive, the energy, the commitment, 
and you can shape that. And if, if you've got the intellect that goes along with it, then bright people can learn and develop. And if you've got the right environment to help them grow, um, they can be really successful, but they've got to have those basic ingredients. And if they haven't, then no matter how much sales training you give them, they're never going to be superstars. You're not going to... Not going to get there, are you? I suppose yeah. is this is the thing. But how does somebody like that? So you're taking on, say, some younger people there. They're graduates. They're very young. You know, they're going to be 23, 24, 25. Do you see them struggling with having credibility? For example, with clients who are older or more experienced in an industry. Well, I, I think it's it's often uh, quite the opposite because um, salespeople if you're on the receiving end of a sales campaign or a sales call, you know, it can feel quite intimidating or um, invasive. You know, they're mm. intruding you in, in, in your space. And um, you know, these young people, they're much less, uh, much less of a challenge. And in my experience, they, if they're honest and say that, you know, this is their first significant role um, as, a, as an executive, or a salesperson or account manager, then it's quite the opposite because the customer or the prospect helps them. Yes, yes. Um, and they become a, um, a collaborator as opposed to a salesperson. Um, and I've seen it happen so many times where the, the customer actually you know, buddies up with the salesperson and, um, and gives them their support and, and, and their expectation is, is set at an appropriate level. Yeah, and I did quite a lot of work with um, a couple of clients helping their, their graduate intake with their sales business development work. And I normally say to them, you know, if you're good enough, you're old enough. This one is one thing. And, you know, 10 years experience is, is only 10 years if it's been different. If you just repeated the same year 10 times, that's not 10 years worth of experience. And if you're very professional and you handle the client well, and the, your age becomes a non-issue extremely extremely rapidly is my is my kind of experience yeah you can have 10 years experience but each year can be a rubbish year so it's no yeah. experience at all so um but you said earlier how important the gut feeling is and then you said that you uh, allow the person to go off with somebody from the sales team where they're going to be a bit more relaxed but presumably that's also gut feel from the sales team you know do we get on with them mm. how quickly do you get that gut feel how quickly when a candidate's in front of you do you get that feeling um well, as the years have gone by, my instincts have served me better, yeah. and I trust them much more. Right. Um, so earlier on, did you put your gut feeling to one side, as it were? I, I, I didn't. It, it, it was. It didn't. Didn't really feature right. too much. It was more process. Yeah. Um, so I think when you when you haven't got as many years or experience, then I think you have to rely on a quality process yeah. to try and reveal all of the aspects that you want to see but I think as you um, gain experience and years then I, th I think you'd be daft not to yeah. put more faith in your instincts because they, they, they do serve you better. I was just yeah, I was just for the sake of the <clears throat> any HR people listening in who would be might be slightly panicking at their sales managers recruiting on, on instinct. Yeah, uh, you have to have the experience to be able to do that, don't you? And you're mm. not discounting the process. Yeah, you have just found from experience that has served you better over the years, which is an interesting challenge to some of the recruitment processes that people sometimes sometimes have. Yeah. And I just say quickly, we may have people listening who sell psychometric testing, so we shouldn't dismiss the kind of the processes. 
but ultimately at some point your gut instinct plays a, 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 a better role now than it did in the past yeah and I wouldn't I, I wouldn't undervalue um, the um, the traditional HR yeah. process if you want to call it that which is you know to have um, questions and, and um, it, you know the exam question I mentioned earlier to undertake reference checks yeah. you know, one of the things that I encourage um, all of my uh, directors sales managers to do is to ask the, the prospective employee to come along with their last six months uh, performance reports um, okay. come along with their last three commission statements um, not from the point of view of money but really from the point of view of you know, how successful have they been yeah yeah um, and, and I think yeah, and they're salespeople, aren't they? So they're always going to say that they're <laughs> yeah. super successful. But you, you really have to, you know, instincts, yes. But um, there are some facts that you need to validate. Um, so, and it's, it's getting the balance right. And that balance is different for almost everyone. Um, some people will rely more on process. Um, others will rely, rely less, I think. Yeah. Having sort of got through the um, interview process, as it were, in, in, with the teams that you've um, run in the past, when it gets to induction program stage, uh, is there anything that you look for in, a, in an induction program for salespeople in terms of its content or its duration or its style even? Yeah, I, I, I think the when, when you... Um, go through an induction with a with a new salesperson I think you, you've got to make sure that you equip them um, so in the example of a, um, of a graduate um, at one end of the scale having relatively little experience of your market your products your services your organization competitors and so on um, then you absolutely need to take them through all of those um, uh, aspects in order that they then become confident because if they're not confident then they won't be successful and they'll only be confident if they are well equipped um, not just with the you know the technology and the bits and pieces but equipped with knowledge and you don't just do that once um, you because they can't absorb it all and actually they don't know what they don't know so when they've um, when they've been out in the field um, selling prospecting account managing for a period of time, then you bring them back, um, and you uh, identify the things that they're not confident about, or the things that surprise them, or um, or information that they need in order to be more successful. So I think you make a long-term commitment to people, and if you if you go to all the trouble of recruiting them, you have to equip them with everything they need over an extended period of time. And in your chief executive roles, there's a difficult balance there, isn't there, between being connected to the induction of a new recruit or being seen to be interfering with it. So where would you go hands-on yourself as chief executive and where would you keep well away from that and let your sales managers and sales director get on with it? Yeah, I, th I think um, you've got to be satisfied that your direct report who's bringing new um, new people into the business has 
has a top quality process and that you validated it and if you validated it then you can put some confidence in the process and the individual um, but from my own point of view I, I meet I always have in terms of salespeople that have joined my organizations I meet them all within the first 10 days and um, and have a chat with them for probably 20 minutes half an hour um, because I'm interested genuinely um, in terms of their background and their aspirations and um, and it's nice to get a sense of how much of a spark they've got and I, I also get involved in the interview process on occasions particularly if the level of seniority is is higher such as a manager or a director okay fantastic well thank you um, <clears throat> very much <clears throat> John for those for those insights um, some really interesting stuff there and some interesting perspectives on the recruitment, I think, and the induction process and the balance between process, evidence and intuition. I think something very important for people listening in to kind of, kind of have a think about. And also for the senior people listening in, as a senior manager and you're a business, are you paying the same sort of level of attention to the new people, the new talent coming into your business? I'm not sure that's something that you can always be delegating down. I think some, some first-hand contact with those people really, really important. Well, John, thank you very, very much for, for being with us. Um, so it's been uh, Graham Jones, Phil Jess, and I'm Simon Hazley, and our special guest, John Lowe, on the Sales Chat Show. So more episodes like this to download and or listen to for free, saleschatshow.com website. So thank you very much for listening, folks out there, and we'd just like to wish you uh, good luck and good recruitment of highly effective salespeople for your organisations. You have been listening to an episode of The Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at The Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. Good.